Today's episode was especially made for you if A, you love podcasts, B, you are a podcaster, or C, you are a passionate entrepreneur and you want to see behind the scenes of what it really takes to manifest a giant vision. If I believe in something, I don't let the lack of anything get in my way. So creativity is what's bred when you don't have any other options. So I knew that I'll get creative and find the money if I truly had faith in the project. Are you serious about having major growth in your business? Ready to have a business that you love? Then become a member of the Biz Women Rock Academy today. The Biz Women Rock Academy has everything you need to master your business. Masterclasses, case studies, behind the scenes training that give you practical strategies for growth. A private members forum where you'll build deep relationships with your fellow biz women, get support and share best practices. Building your business is a journey and the Biz Women Rock Academy ensures you have the support, the education, and the relationships that make it a profitable, enjoyable, and purposeful one. Become a member today by visiting bizwomenrock.com forward slash academy. Chris Kermitzos is a community builder, event creator, podcast lover, and movie maker. And yes, he's my husband. And during today's interview, I'm talking to him about the super high quality documentary he made about the power of podcasting called The Messengers, a podcast documentary. The movie is an incredible inside view of what podcasts are, why they are so powerful, and why we podcasters actually do what we do. I'm obviously biased in saying this, but it's an incredible movie. Now, I'm featuring Chris in this movie for two reasons. One is because I believe his journey of bringing this movie to life and getting it to compete with major Hollywood productions and iTunes is a beautiful business case study we can all learn from. And two, because I'm asking for your help. If this podcast or I have ever given you any value at all, if I have ever brought any value into your life, I am humbly asking you to go to iTunes and pre-order this movie. It's $5.99. And the reason pre-orders are so important is because when his movie releases on August 23rd, 2017, all of these pre-orders will count towards his numbers for that release day thus giving the movie a huge push in rankings and allowing it to be seen right next to popular Hollywood movies. And when this happens, other really awesome things can happen. Other companies can take notice, possibly Netflix and Amazon. The point being is that a lot of awesome opportunity can happen for this quote unquote underdog of a project. You can pre-order it with the link that I provide in the show notes. Now, as a little bribe, I'm actually giving away over $5,000 worth of prizes to anyone who pre-orders. So if you pre-order this movie by Friday, August 18th, that's when this particular contest is ending, I'm putting you in a drawing and 10 of the people will get their choice of literally whatever product or service I have that you want. It is your choice. 
It could be a 60-minute strategy session. It could be my Facebook group's Rock e-course. It could be my Rock Your Retreat e-course. It could be a totally free membership to the Biz Women Rock Academy. And I even have one spot open for the Make It Happen Mastermind. So please listen to the end for all the actual details of this contest and what you can win and how you need to let me know that you ordered because I actually do need to know that you ordered it. So make sure to listen to the very end. I also will make sure that you know that I did originally record this as a Facebook Live. So it's going to sound a little different than most of my podcast episodes, but the content is awesome. So if you love listening to podcasts, if you love your own podcast, or you just love being an entrepreneur, I would so appreciate you pre-ordering the movie. Now let's get on to the sneak peek behind the scenes interview with Chris Kermitzos of The Messengers, a podcast documentary. So this particular Uh, conversation today, this particular interview with Chris is going to be pertinent for you if A, you love podcasts. If you are an avid podcast listener, you are a podcaster yourself and you just are in love with the medium because you're going to see this incredible movie that he has created. And you're going to see a little bit about why and some of the stories that he's highlighted. Also, it's going to be really interesting for you to participate today because you are a business owner and you want to grow your business and you want to see how a genius marketing mind works. And yes, Chris, I am actually calling you a genius marketing mind. I that do was that. For me? Wow. That was for you. I do that behind your back and I do it right to your face. I always make sure to give kudos where they are well deserved. And if I could say any, Thing about my husband, I would say first and foremost that he's a genius at marketing. And so he's going to share with you some of the really great creative strategies that he has employed to get this documentary off the ground and to get it to be number one in iTunes on the iTunes chart. So as you come in, uh, we are recording this as a Facebook Live. So as you come in, go ahead and comment below. I am going to be answering questions towards the end and all throughout. And I just want this to be really interactive. But I want first and foremost for you guys to be able to see this whole case study and what is going on here. And once again, I did mention that you can win some prizes if you do pre-order. So Chris Kremitzos, I'm officially letting you talk. How are you? And I'm so happy to have you here. I'm doing great. I'm excited. Last night, we had the Florida Podcast Association that we run here in the state of Florida. We had about 50-something people. I was so excited and high from that. I have not slept since. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, not unusual. And I'm just excited about the messengers. I'm excited about what we're creating. Uh, And what I mean by that is the movie's created, but now we're creating a community that will take that movie and carry that message out to the masses, which is a whole different skill set in itself. And I'm just excited about starting that phase of the process to get the word out about this amazing project. Okay. So first and foremost, for anyone who has not quite heard of it yet, can you explain a little bit about what it is? And then I'm going to get into a little bit of the origin story. So what is this podcast documentary all about? So I'll start with podcasting first. Podcasting is audio content carried out. You do a podcast... Most of it is episodic audio uh, carried out through online or mobile device. Most people don't know what it is, even though they understand what it is. I don't know if that makes sense, but we decided to make a movie to have a visual representation about something that is almost strictly audio. And the movie captures the magic of why people podcast, the connection that they have to their audience, and the power that the medium of podcast creates. 
And we did that visually by traveling all over the country to different parts of the world. And it took us about a year to put together. And the project is called The Messengers of Podcast Documentary. So it is a historical piece that has time stamped this time in history when we're transitioning from radio to podcasting. And I'm hoping 100 years from now that this will be something that will be in the historical archives of something like, here's what happened back then. Here's a a time capsule that captured it all. So that's what it's about. Have you ever made a movie before? Like what, what was it in you that was like, oh, I can totally make this documentary. And I want to make sure that you are clear watching. This doesn't look like a B-rated movie. Like it really is super high quality. And obviously I'm very biased in saying that, but I know that everyone who has seen this movie would 100% agree with me. This is Hollywood level style, high level quality. So it's not that you were just like, oh, let me put together this thing that I can you know, put up online. Like this was a serious undertaking. Why did you... What experience did you have that you knew that you could do this? I've never gone to school for anything to do with film. I've dropped out of three colleges. I then moved down to Florida from New York. And I started to learn TV production through the Public Access Network. And there was a time where I tried to make a documentary and it failed miserably. So I learned a lot of lessons 10 years ago. And I've been waiting for an opportunity to possibly make a film. It's one of those things in the back burner that I always wanted to do. The opportunity showed up when we were putting on PodFest 2016 and we had all these amazing content creators that I felt had visually representable businesses or places that they live where we could show in a visual format the power of the medium by showcasing what they do. In other words, one example is we have Glenn the Geek of the Horse Radio Network. Well, he lives on a ranch with his horses. So we could not only capture him podcasting, but we capture him with his horses. That makes it for a very visual uh, piece. I thought about that visually before we started. And I guess I just have a lot of uh, confidence that I could do anything I set my mind to. And I know a lot of really creative characters that I've met through the communities that I've built that do really good film and editing work. And I had a good rapport with Neil Gillarte. And I thought that he and I could actually accomplish it together if we took it on. I knew it was going to be a big project, but I was up for the challenge. This time, I knew I had the budget to make sure that the crew gets paid because a lot of people try to make films without paying the crew or really going cheap. And it's just not fair to the crew. They're, they're taking time out. So I made sure that they were paid. They were paid at a discounted rate, but they were paid to work on this project. So that was a, a very important distinction I learned from 10 years ago. Okay. So you're talking about budget here for a second. And I want to I put this in the scope of anyone who's watching. If you've ever had a giant vision, this is what I consider like a giant vision. Like, dude, this is massive. This is big. It, of course, evolved over time, but this was something pretty big. So how do I get money to make this giant vision happen? And that tends to be a stopping point for a lot of people. You didn't let that stop you. So you knew you had somewhat of a budget, but you definitely did not have all the money that you really knew that you were going to need. So talk about some creative strategies that you took to raise money and actually pay your crew. If I believe in something, I don't let the lack of anything get in my way. So creativity is what's bred when you don't have any other options. So I knew that I'll get creative and find the money if I truly had faith in the project. So when we started, I took whatever profit we made from PodFest, which wasn't much at the time, and I funded the initial filming of the movie. Then we started doing some location shoots and I quickly ran out of money. I told the crew, listen, I have just enough to get us through June, but I don't know how we're going to get paid. So the crew then said, look, why don't you figure out how you're going to get the money, but we're going to still work on this project. At that time, I decided to do a crowdfunding page on Indiegogo, and I created a budget of $19,731. 
And in order to uh, fund that, I did two workshops on crowdfunding that I sold $50 tickets to and people paid to show up. And I used that money to go as the first burst of money towards my crowdfunding. Now, the interesting thing is when I taught about crowdfunding, I had never done a crowdfunding. And I actually learned quite a bit from one of the attendees at the first seminar that actually helped me secure my success. So by the time we did the second workshop, I'd implemented what the the feedback was from one of the attendees on the first workshop I did. And that gave us our first $1,500 to put towards the crowdfunding campaign. I love that. And I again, I think that that's such a poignant lesson to hear is like, kind of figure it out as you go. And I can be somebody and Chris knows this about me, I can be somebody who's like, no, I must be the expert before I present something, right? And the truth of the matter is you don't have to know every single little thing. You can know enough to be able to give great information and to let that experience teach you how to give better and better information. So, you know, you always want to show up top quality, but you don't have to wait to put in your 20,000 hours to be the expert in order to then turn around and teach and share. You can really teach as you go to people who really want to know that information. So that attracted people to you who knew a little bit more and could teach a little bit more and could help you further the game, right? He actually put the one attendee up on the stage and told him he should teach a part of the class and he did. And that helped <laughs> create a lot of value in the room. But I was—I did my research. It wasn't like I was just, hey, let me fly by this in my pants. I did my research. I knew what was going on. And I explained to the audience that kind of what I knew. But there's a saying, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So I knew more than most attendees except for one. But that one gentleman, his name is Chris Tanner, really saved me from making some egregious mistakes. He was an attorney that had helped a lot of his clients run crowdfunding pages. So it was uh, just... If I had never done that workshop, I would have never met, uh, I would have never got that information for Chris and I probably wouldn't have been as successful. So it was really good to put it out there. So we had a pre-launch before the launch of the crowdfunding. So then you were able to take that money and now really put some dollars behind this project. We got a question on the forum asking, how long did it actually take you start to finish to do this? I did three, 30 days of pre-launch, then 60 days from start to finish was the crowdfunding timeline. And during those 60 days, I had booked six or seven speaking gigs at different meetups, One Million Cups, different resources in the community to talk about this project, to share what we were doing, and to get contributions. So what I would do is if I spoke at a community event, maybe there's 30, I'd speak, I don't care if it was six people, but usually there's like 30 or 40 people. And I would tell them about what we were doing. I would tell them about the excitement of the project. I would tell them about what we were doing for podcasting. But also, I'm in Tampa Bay. I would tell them this is going to impact the Tampa Bay community because we're going to get the credit for creating this. And then I'd have a uh, sign-up form, and I'd ask them to sign up if they'd like to support the project. And then literally, when I got to my house or the office, I would send each and every one of those people an individual email to please contribute. I'd give them the link, and I'd tell them thank you in advance for signing up and supporting this project. Out of those people, let's say three-quarters would do it. One quarter would forget or I'd remind them, but I wouldn't hound people. I would just kept speaking and just kept going until I reached my goal. What kept you going in this hustle? And actually, before I ask that question, I know that the question that Anna really wanted to know is like the whole movie project. That's, that's really encapsulating the, the crowdfunding, which was ultimately like a good 90 days plus. But how about from start to finish of the entire movie from conception to the movie being done? Because Anna, I want to make sure that you know and you listening know that... Now that the movie is done, quote unquote, like there's now you get into marketing, and that's a question that that we're going to get into a little bit later. But start to finish, how long did the movie take to create? To create the movie, it took uh, roughly a year. 
Wow. Okay. So how did you stay into it that whole time? Like what kept you so energetic about it? Because I have the wife's vantage point back here of knowing like in the the good way, I don't really like the word hustle, but like in the good way, you were hustling it. Like you were constantly like changing and pivoting and moving around and trying this and trying that, making sure people knew about it. Like what kept you in that? Like, and still to this day with the marketing, like what keeps you in it? Why, especially in a project that is now a year and a half in the making, why are you not bored of it? Why, what keeps you in it? What keeps that fire going for you? So I run communities and I like facilitating events and I'm really good at bringing people together. So at the heart of everything I do is I want to inspire people to find their voice, connect, and live into a, a more inspired future. So for me, this project is the first really truly scalable piece that I've ever created that can take what I've done locally at PodFest. PodFest is an international event, but still, 500 people last year. Next year, we'll probably have over 1,000. But how do I take something that's special in that event and put it, infuse it into a project that could possibly reach millions of people? Uh, so for me, that vision... I mean, that's just exciting to think of like, hey, I'm going to spend a year making something that has the potential for millions of people to see and touch their lives. I, I don't know what's better than that. So for me, I play for impact. And that's what really juices me. Yeah, at the I same see, time... I see why we're married. <laughs> at the same time, it's exciting because if this project does well, it'll also lift the tides of all these other things I've been working on. I have the Florida Podcast Association. I have uh, PodFest. And as, as the movie does well, it also lifts those. I get to help more people in person, which I love to do. It just, for me, it really fulfilled my purpose. And when we were making this movie, we had some really impactful, touching moments. But halfway through the making of the movie, we realized we had too much dramatic stuff and not enough funny, nonsensical stuff. So we then had to find really funny stuff. Or I had to ask questions that would create something that was a funny story to put into the movie to create more of a light feel. And, and our philosophy was, if we could make them laugh and we could make them cry, we've made something special. And that's what we always came back to when we'd look at our footage and start piecing it together. I love that. That's a really, really good thing to always keep in mind. I'm sure you have a gazillion of these, but the first thing that comes to your head, what what was one of the, I guess, highest moments of actually creating the film during filming, the traveling, getting interviews with people? Like, What's one high moment that you can recall and, and give us a little insight to? I can't tell you one because there was a lot, but it was like traveling on the road with the boys. It's just nice. Many of us, when we grow up, we have a group of friends that we'd hang out with and then as you get older, you know, you couple up and you have a family and that's amazing. But it almost felt like being in college again. And the best times were being in the car or the van that we rented and we would all be um, just hanging out as we were going to locations. So the best bonding for uh, many of us, the crew, happened in the van going to the places. So those were the highs. One of the funniest moments uh, when we were in the Florida Keys, I rented a place called the Boathouse Inn. And it was the cheapest place at the time because we were trying to conserve money. It was like 99 a night. But literally, it was the crappiest hotel I've ever stayed in. <laughs> All of us sat on our beds and the beds broke. There was, there was some other things that I don't want to mention. But that bonded <laughs> us together because the extreme nature of the way that place was laid out and how gross it was actually helped us break the ice, have fun. And we made the best of it. So I think those, like I could say we stayed at all these amazing places, which we did. But the crappy places, what we all remember and the fun times we had of making, it didn't matter what was going on, we were going to have a good time. And that, I think that's, the, that's what I think we all really enjoyed. 
Is there part of you that misses that? Because now that that chapter is closed, like the actual filming. And I just want to make sure that you know, like there, um, you know, the crew went to a lot of really cool places. You guys, you know, we're really lucky in Florida. And I've heard you say this before that there's a lot of different types of scenery. So you were able to get Glenn the Geek of the Horse Radio Network up on his horse farm. And that's a really great visual. You were able to get Christy Hausler of Team Podcast, who's a member of the Biz Women Rock community. You were able to get her down in the Florida Keys. And that's a really great visual. You guys flew to Puerto Rico and got to see, you know, you had that visual. You went to a lot of really cool places. Like uh, there's got to be this, this sense of, wow, that's, that's done. Like that chapter's done. I enjoyed going to the rainforest in Puerto Rico. So that was the first uh, rainforest I've ever been in. El Junque, if I recall correctly. But that was really cool. And just flying the drone and getting shots, you know, the crew, we uh, went to Guatemala, um, LA. We did a mis- Midwest uh, leg of the trip, Kansas City, Ohio. So there's just a lot of a lot of cool stuff, a lot of traveling, a lot of planes, uh, you know, going in and out. I am very clear, and I know that whether you are watching and or listening to this on the podcast or watching this on the Facebook Live, there's this thing called "Yes, I am super passionate about growing a business," and. I want everything else in life too. So I want, I'm going to ask you the, t- the life management question, which I don't really believe in the whole like life balance thing. But this was this past year of you like starting this movie, creating this movie, filming this movie. And now we're going to get into the marketing of this movie and really getting the movie launched to the world. That took a lot of time for you. How did you manage any tricks that you could share on how you managed? how you were able to give that your full attention and run an international podcasting event with over 500 people there and do your local company and do the Florida Podcasters Association. Oh, and be able to spend time with your lovely wife and your awesome daughter. Like, can you give a little bit of insight as to how you, how you manage doing all of those things and actually like hitting top cylinder on all those things? Well, what most people don't see is I have a really great team. And Rhonda, who's been my coworker since the very beginning, handles a lot that I don't handle. And then, you know, I have Lorraine who helps with the sales. So it's really a team effort. Then we had Dave Jackson, who was creating the podcast for uh, the messengers and the crowdfunding. We, I, I, I'm really good at bringing people together for a common cause and creating teams and clearly communicating what we're playing for, which is impact. So uh, that's kind of my strong suit. Now, I wouldn't say I'm the best manager, as you already know. I'm more of the visionary kind of, let's just go and figure it out. But, um, you know, it gets done. And that's all that matters. Now, as far as family, I have a rule at 5 o'clock or 5.30. I go home to spend time with little Sedona and, and then Katie and I spend time after. And if there's anything that I need to get done, I'll just stay up late at night, sometimes till 1 or 2 a.m. till I could finish it. I don't always get anything everything done, and I've come to accept that. So... Sometimes things take a few more days for me to get back to it. And I don't really stress myself out about it. The main thing is I'm very passionate about the projects I work on. Therefore, I have a purpose. So they don't suck the life out of me. I think it's when things get stressful and you feel like they're sucking the life out of you. You should really reevaluate if you should do them. And I've been there. So uh, it's just right now I'm loving life. I love the projects I'm working on. And that, that energizes my fire. So I just keep doing more of it. 
Love that. Let's get into the marketing of this movie right now. I have mentioned here in the very beginning of this Facebook Live, and you're hearing it here on the podcast, that I am giving away a bunch of prizes, um, basically your choice at any of the services and products that I offer, whether they are $197 or $2,500. Because when you pre-order this movie, and there's a reason that I want people... And I know you want people to pre-order this movie. And so I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But I would love to get a little bit of an inside view as to your marketing brain. I brag all the time about what a marketing genius you are. If you do not know this already and you do not you have not heard me say this, so much of the foundational success of the Biz Women Rock podcast, because that's how the entire Biz Women Rock business started was because of Chris. It was because he took on the role as the marketing manager in that first year of the podcast and was the super creative on coming up with all sorts of ways to get the word out there about the podcast. So so I would love to know if you could go through just like a random you know, sharing of ideas that you have had things that have worked for you to market this movie um, and to get it out there and to get it into the hands of people and to, and to get people to pre-order, to get people on board with the, whole, with the whole message of supporting the movie. Well, first thing is pricing strategy. You have to understand iTunes is a store. Movies go for... If it's a big action movie or Disney movie, $14.99, $19.99. Documentaries, they go for... Some of them go when they're new release, $12.99, $14.99. But then they have the $0.99 cent section. That's usually after you release it down the road, you, you play with the numbers. So what we did is we asked if we could have it in pre-order. So we have about four weeks of pre-order before we hit our launch date, which is August 23rd, which worked out really great because then podcast movement one of our peer groups, uh, other conference organizers, uh, asked us to do a West Coast premiere of the movie on August 22nd. So the name of the game is to get as many pre-orders as we can. So we priced our pre-order at $5.99. When we go live, it'll be $9.99. So for us, we then said, how can we get as many pre-orders as possible? Because we'd like to be at number one in the documentary section. And if we do really well, number one in iTunes overall. Now, this is not an easy feat. This takes a lot to accomplish. So what we did was, uh, Neil and I, when we got approved, and Danny Pena actually has been a great support, we started going on social media like everybody does, and we got about 120 people purchasing. Uh, And then everything started to slow down because the excitement wore off. So I started thinking about what can we do. So Matt Passy is helping me from pod to pod, and we created an up-viral campaign. So for people that mentioning the uh, movie, they could get some credit, some points, and those points will help them win some prizes. As I was thinking about it, I said, you know, people would be motivated for that, but I'd rather deal with the core supporters that we've built up over two crowdfundings and the making of this movie. And I created a 20 for 20 uh, club. And the 20 for 20, I emailed 50 to 100 people. If they'd like to be part of it, about 30 said, let put me in, I'm down. And I created a private Facebook group where over the next 20 days, the goal is to get one pre-order a day or reach 20 pre-orders. And then we'll, we'll assign uh, a huge three-foot soccer trophy or challenge coin. So really, no, no real prizes other than I won the competition. That helped us drive hundreds and hundreds of sales, and it's going on still to this day. People get proof that someone pre-ordered because of them. And that's just our core supporters, people in the movie. And that's actually been the main driver of our pre-orders is that 20 for 20 club. And I thought... What a simple idea, but we had built a community. So the marketing strength I have 
is because I'm able to leverage amazing relationships because of the integrity that I have with, with those individuals. So that's, um, that's really key for marketing. I just want you to breathe on exactly what he just said, because that is so true. So, so true. And it is. It's when you... I, I don't care what business you're in. If you do your business with integrity and you build deep relationships, <laughs> you can help ask people to keep spreading your message and to help share with you. And they are happy to do it because you've done so many great things for them and continue to provide value. So I love that you really identify that. Now, I want to end with really allowing everyone to understand why it's such a big deal. Like why all this marketing push why are you being strategic about doing this? What does it mean for you to come out on number one on your launch day in iTunes? What does that mean to you? Uh, number one on launch day, we get all the visual uh, credibility from Hollywood and the uh, industry. We're an independent movie out of Tampa, which had a $50,000 budget. It just doesn't happen. Very rare does it happen. We'll get a lot of media and PR, but more than anything, the message of this movie will go out to people that need it and will impact as many lives as we can. That's why we, we're doing this. So we want to play the game. And then hopefully, ultimately, if we could stay at the top of the charts for quite some time, we're hoping that Netflix will come calling. They will want to pick up the movie because then it'll go to 157 countries translated and it'll be worldwide. And then our job has been done. We've gotten distribution where we could impact as many lives as we humanly possibly can. And I love this because I think every, every move that you make is being very strategic. And you and I have had conversations when we're talking just business strategy, like open business strategy for the messengers or for Biz Women Rock. And we're just sort of brainstorming and sharing ideas. I remember you said something to me um, not so long ago that you were like, you know, I'm going to say this because so many businesswomen often sometimes feel like I'm going to try this marketing strategy and when it either flops on its butt or it just doesn't do as well as we wanted it to do, when that launch wasn't as mind-blowing or amazing or something that we put out there wasn't really well-received, we kind of crumble. You know, We kind of step back and like completely rethink it. We doubt ourselves and we are like, we're not doing the right thing. And I remember <coughs> you shared with me, you're like, Katie, look back over what I've done with the messengers. Look back over what some of the things you know we did with PodFest. And you're like, I literally... like I had the vision. In, but I didn't always know the how. I would just come up with a new strategy. It sounded like a really good idea. And I would put it out there. And if it stuck, it stuck. And if it didn't, it didn't. And I would pivot and move on. And if it blew up really big, like the 20 for 20 campaign, I lean into it and I go and I really put it on fire. And I'm constantly creating new ideas on how I can you know, really light that up. So I really want to highlight that not only is your marketing and your strategy very driven into like very creative, but it's also... It's also fun. Like it's all you allow yourself to change and pivot and evolve and try something and mess up and try something again and let it go. And it's just a constant fun game for you, which I think is just a huge lesson for anyone doing marketing. I agree. <laughs> I just say I just said your whole thing there. So you said the whole thing, yeah, but <laughs> you need you need a future to live into, have a vision, and then just go about it. I'll give you an example. When I was doing promoting Podfest last year. I actually did some Facebook ads to drive people to a training. And then at that live training, I was going to sell them into PodFest by saying, hey, look, if you'd like this information to give you about podcasting, if you purchase your ticket, you'll get to learn all about podcasting. So I got 14 people confirmed in Orlando. Some, I think it was a hurricane came through at the time. So the event was canceled. I rescheduled for the next week. No one showed up. I did the same thing down in West Palm Beach. No one showed up. 
I spent $500 doing that. So I pivoted and then I figured, okay, well, you know what? Tampa Bay tends to be my strong suit. Let me speak to all the groups that I know locally and let me just pound the street uh, where I'm known as the expert. And from there, hundreds and hundreds of people showed up at the same time I had a web strategy of uh, targeting influencers that I knew online to come and inviting speakers. Before you knew it, we got to 500, but, uh, and it only took me three months. So I had, I had experimented and lost at least a month of time on experiments. Then I had three months left and then we filled up uh, one of the largest conferences I've done, which was uh, last year's podcast, but next year's podcast is going to blow that away because now I have six months of focused energy and I have an idea of what to do and what not to do. So it just, you learn as you go. I just love that lesson. Sean Yesner is saying that he loves your shirt. Great job. Yes, yes, Sean. <laughs> Still in it. I want to end with this. First and foremost, thank you. By the so way, much- uh, Neil Gilarte is watching this. He told me to smile. I look at you. <laughs> <laughs> is this what it looks like when you're like burning the candle at both ends? You can't sleep because you're so excited. Uh, and it, that is true. I, I get adrenaline pumping through my system after an event. I have I have trouble sleeping and then I crash. So it's just when you're that passionate, you need to sleep. I'm not telling you don't sleep, but I'm so lit up by the projects and everything we're doing that I, I'll just be working around the clock. Now, I'll I'll crash on the weekends, but I love what I'm doing. I'm living into my purpose. I love this. Number one, thank you so much for being here and sharing a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that doesn't always get talked about when you're getting interviewed about the messengers. Um, I wanted to make sure that this was a very practical experience for people watching or listening to this conversation. So you can take the lessons and go implement them in your business. And I wanted to make sure to give you an inside view about what the messengers of podcast documentary is all about. You guys, please, if you have ever, ever listened to a podcast, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, that means you. (laughs) If you've ever loved a podcast, if a podcast and or I have ever given you $5.99 worth of value, if you have ever done a podcast and you just love the medium, please, I implore you, go support this show. Not Not only because you support the medium of podcasting, but because it's actually really flipping awesome. It's not. I, this is not like $6 down the drain and oh yeah, that little B movie. This is a really high quality movie that is going to make waves in this world. So Chris, thanks so much for being here. I am again letting you know that during this conversation, we've already had some people let us know that they have pre-ordered. So if you pre-order because you watched... Thank you. Thank you. Um, I put the link in the copy above the video. And if you're listening to this podcast, I have put the link in the show notes. And just go to iTunes. You're going to look up Messengers, a podcast documentary in the movie section. And you're going to pre-order it for $5.99. You're going to take a screenshot and or you're just going to let me know that you actually did it. You can do that here within the stream of this video. Or you can shoot me an email. Let me know on our Biz Women Rock page in our private group. Just let me know that you actually did it because guess what? I'm part of the 20 for 20 group and I want to win. <laughs> My marriage is kind of riding on this, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, it's not, but... Um, I kid, I kid. But if you, if you believe in helping people find their voices, please invest in this movie because not only are you investing in something that's amazing but it'll be something you could spread and share it to someone else that might need it. So we truly appreciate you considering it, but please pre-order The Messengers and it'll help us get it to number one so hundreds upon thousands of people could see it and then uh, invest in this message. 
So you guys, here's the contest and here's when the contest ends. When you pre-order this, you need to let me know by commenting on this live video and or if you're listening to this, you're going to send me an email or you are posting in our private Facebook group somewhere letting me know that you did pre-order it so I can uh, make sure that I prove that to the group. And then you are going into a drawing. 10 people are going to win their choice of whatever it is that I have that Biz Women Rock can provide for you that you need. That can include things like a 60-minute strategy session with me, which is worth $497. Lifetime membership to the Biz Women Rock Academy, which is $497. One spot available in the Make It Happen Mastermind that goes now through the end of December. That is a $2,500 value. The caveat there is you must be qualified and committed to be in the group. And that would just be a conversation between you and I. But if you're interested in it, then that is totally available for you for free when you pre-order. And or you can have your choice of the Rock Your Retreat e-course, a $397 value, or the Facebook Group's Rock Course for $197. No joke, you guys. Literally, you have your choice of whatever you want for spending $5.99. So thank you so much for supporting this project and for loving podcasts and for watching and or listening to this interview with Chris. And Chris, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And I just want to thank Sean Yesner for providing my wardrobe today. (laughs) Sponsored by uh, Crushing Debt Podcast. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine, go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.